Welcome to Tia's Table, where there's always good food and good conversation. Sit back, grab a snack, and let's have some girl talk. Hey girl, it's me. I'm back with another podcast episode. For those of you who might be new around here, my name is Tia, and I am an accountability coach and certified group fitness instructor here to share positive vibes, healthy recipes, workouts that are simple and easy to do, and basically just have a good, nice girl chat about how to live a healthier life in a low-maintenance way. So we are going to get into everything that is on our table for November. Um, What is on Tia's table for the month of November? Now, I love when the weather cools off and it's a smooth 40 to 50 degrees in the morning when you wake up and you can feel that crisp air outside. Nothing is better to complement some nice, beautiful, cool fall weather like an oatmeal breakfast. Oatmeal is what is on my table for the month of November. I have been sharing the different ways that I top oatmeal in my Instagram stories. I'm basically a fresh fruit girl. Um, I did try making a peach cobbler inspired oatmeal and for that I did use frozen fruit and it came out absolutely amazing. It was delicious. If you're going to use frozen fruit, you got to defrost it first in the microwave Um, and then if you want to kind of swish it around in in a saute pan for a little bit to get it nice and juicy so that some of the juices can be released. Um, Definitely try doing that before topping it um, in your bowl, but I have been loving oatmeal. I love topping it with strawberries, peaches, bananas, blueberries, you name it. Now I season, and this is what I've been talking to people in my DMs about. I flavor or sweeten my oatmeal with organic maple syrup and a little bit of brown sugar. Every now and again, I'll add peanut butter to it if I want it to have a saltier um, taste to it. But for the most part, I stick to the sweeter oatmeals and it's a very filling breakfast. And I love that it's fast. It doesn't involve a whole lot of pots. You don't have to do a lot. You basically measure out your oatmeal, measure out the liquid you plan to use. You can use water or milk. And just sweeten it the way you like it. Add the fruit to the top and you're good to go. You can also take oatmeal like to go with you if you put it in a disposable cup or a mug. Um, It's a really good breakfast to make and then take with you if you have to leave your house with very little time. Um, You know, a lot does not go into making oatmeal. And that is why I have recently fallen back in love with it. I also love that I use oatmeal as a pre-workout. I'm not a pre-workout shakes person. I do use food to fuel my body and to prepare myself for workouts. And what I love about eating oatmeal before I work out is that I have so much energy um, from the oats, you know, because as that goes through your body, it turns into sugar. And then the fruit that you put on top of it, that's just like some added fuel. And I find that when I eat oatmeal before going to the gym, I have such an easier time getting through the cardio component of my workout. Um, And I know that's all from the oatmeal. Um, Because for whatever reason, protein doesn't hit me the same way if I eat protein before going to the gym, probably because that's not necessarily sugar-based. And we don't have to get into a science lesson here right now. But 
Um, I'm loving, loving oatmeal. I encourage everybody to try it. Now, I use um, Bob's Red Mill oatmeal, the gluten-free, I think it's quick cooking oats. He has several different types of oats. Pick the oat that speaks to you and just follow the directions on the package to prepare it and then top it however you want. I also like adding a little bit of something crunchy to my oatmeal. So you'll see that I'll either top it with like pecans, walnuts, or chia seeds just so that there's a little bit of a bite um, to my bowl. So hopefully that is another breakfast idea that we can all lean on now that the weather is officially cooler and we know we don't have to worry about, you know, it, it going back to being hot anytime soon. I'm so excited for that. So in the November newsletter, we are talking about generational health. And I know just with having access to the internet and social media, we hear a lot of people talking about generational wealth and building this and leaving a legacy of that and what we're doing to prepare the next generation to have it easier than what we've had it. Um, and I love that. All of those are important lessons. I totally get it. But one day I was sitting here thinking about myself in the future and about how literally you know, I'm probably going to end up being somebody's grandma and how I want to, how I want to be when I'm in my upper sixties going into, you know, the, the glory years of my life. What do I want to be? What do I want to be able to do? How do I want to feel in my body? And I know a lot of that has every single last thing to do with what I'm doing today. I like envisioning myself as a matriarch. Um, because in a lot of ways, it holds me accountable to the things I say I'm going to do, you know. I can't be the leader and the most, you know, prized possession of anyone's family if I can't do simple things. And when I think of myself, you know, 30 years from now, I think of myself as this bomb matriarch that can like cook, do things. I know things. I've, I've gained all this wisdom from my younger years and I'm ready to just give all of that to my grandkids and spoil them and play with them, take them places and do things. You know, I want to be the grandma that people come back to. And I know in order to do that on some level, I have to take care of my body now so that my body can be prepared to do all of those things when I'm older. Um, so when we think about generational health, it's literally what it sounds like. It's storing up a healthy lifestyle that you practice yourself and you are demonstrating that and teaching it to your children so that they can turn around and teach it to their children. Now, as a black woman, I can't say that I remember growing up and hearing a lot about living a healthy lifestyle, right? My parents definitely put me in all of the activities. I was in gymnastics, dance, cheerleading. They kept us active and kept our, our bodies moving, but I don't really remember having conversations about like doctor's appointments and eating healthy, drinking enough water. You know, somebody probably said you've had enough soda today. You need to drink some water. I'm pretty sure people said, Tia, eat your vegetables, Right. So they they told me what to do. But as far as 
me witnessing what healthy living looks like or me just talking to people as a young person about what it means to live a healthy lifestyle. I can't say that I that I experienced that. And that's something that I want to change for my kids. So I do a lot of like preaching without teaching. That's what we will call it. I do a lot of preaching without teaching in here. Or is it teaching without preaching? I don't know, girl. It could probably work both ways. But um, for example, I make sure my kids know, like if I'm leaving to go work out or if I say I'm going to the basement to work out, I always tell them, hey, I'm going to work out. I'm going to the gym or I'm going downstairs to ride my bike. I'm going to exercise and move my body because it's important that we all do that, right? So I'm very open with them about the time that I spend exercising and working out. They see me eating healthy meals regularly and they know that it's important to me that they also eat as healthy as they can. So we always have different food options available for them. But I try to be more of a role model because at the end of the day, they are children. And just because I'm eating like a vegan this week, it doesn't mean everybody else has to do it. And I do not, I do not make them do that. Um, but I let them see me thinking about meals and trying to make a healthy choice. And I have conversation with them about it. Um, so, you know, every Friday I let them pick out what they want to have for dinner. It's like the kids choice night. And they always pick all these random things. This one wants wings. This one wants Taco Bell. This one wants Wendy's. And, you know, we go and that's like, you know, pick what you want to eat night. That's their special dinner night. And they'll notice that even on special dinner night that I myself might not choose a a fun, what we call a fun meal because, you know, mommy wants to eat a certain way because mommy's trying to stay in a certain level of shape, right? But what they will see is that I might not eat that with you on Friday night, but on Saturday when it's like the grown-ups pick, it's, you know, me and my husband's turn to pick what we're going to eat for takeout. I definitely will pick my fun meal and I have it and I enjoy it. So I try to do more demonstrating to them than I do like preaching to them about, you know, why they need to eat a certain way. I don't ever want it to come off like I'm nagging them to do it. I want it to seem like some effortless but yet attainable thing that I do. This is the way I live my life. And although you're a kid and right now, you might not see the importance of it or even understand the importance of it. You know that, you know, because my husband, he works out too. You know that mommy and daddy really take their working out and eating healthy very seriously. Um, And my kids will tell you, you know, if you ask them what is mommy's favorite food, they'll be like, oh, a salad or... (laughs) or vegetables or whatever. So which and even though that's like a funny joke in our family, I know that that means on some level they are paying attention and hopefully some of what I'm doing is going to rub off on them and when they grow up and they are responsible for what they're eating and how they're moving their bodies, they'll remember that these are habits that they should be practicing on a regular basis, right? If they want to live as healthy as they possibly can. I also think it's super important to um, talk to your family or impress upon them the importance of going to the doctor and the dentist, right? Those regular checkups, I know they're time consuming. I know 
Your appointment was supposed to be at one o'clock. You go back there. You're sitting on the table for 45 minutes before anybody ever even comes back there to do what, girl? Check your blood pressure. So going to these appointments sometimes can be the biggest time suck of your day. We get it. And I know a lot of times you leave there thinking, well, they could have just told me this over the phone or this could have been a, a tele-appointment, right? But going to the doctor and having those physicals every year, getting your teeth checked every six months, all of that plays a huge role into how your body is working internally. You always want to make sure that your operating system, you know, is as fast as it can be, is doing what it's supposed to do and how it's supposed to do it. So having your blood drawn, getting those clean lab reports back once a year, it's it's reassuring. It lets you know that all the things that you're doing on a daily basis, they're actually working, right? These are also things that you want to make sure that you are bringing into conversation with your family, letting them know that, hey, in order to make sure that you are just as healthy as you would hope to be, you got to make sure that you don't ever let going to those appointments fall to the wayside. We want to make sure that we are, um, I wouldn't call it a generational curse because it's not, but we want to make sure that we are leaving healthy legacies for our families. We want to make sure we're demonstrating all the ways that you can live a healthy life and be active so that Hopefully, when the next generation grows up, it does feel more of like an innate lifestyle to them and it doesn't feel like a chore. Not to say that at some point people will not want to work out and do right because those days happen to the best of us. There are, there are whole days, there are whole consecutive days where most of us are like, we're just not feeling it this week. We don't want to work out. We don't want to eat well. You know, we just don't want to do it. And hopefully if we practice healthy habits often enough and we show this lifestyle to our children, it'll be second nature to them. So they'll have less of those days than we do. I think our generation, and I'm 37, I'll be 38 in February. So when I say our generation, I mean anybody, you know, who's like an 80s baby, right? I think our generation didn't necessarily grow up with health being, you know, a big thing that the family made a priority. So we just don't, um, we don't feel the ease of working out and eating right. For a lot of us, it feels like a chore because we're just now starting to make it a lifestyle, right? But I feel like if we could kind of turn a corner and show our children something different, maybe for them, it will just be like something that they do. Like eating vegetables is not anything I'm making myself do. It's just what I do, right? Being active every day for at least 30 minutes is nothing that I feel like I gotta do. I'm dragging myself to go do. It's just a part of my my week. I work out, you know, however many days out of the week for however many minutes. It's just my life. It's what I do. And that is what I'm trying to give to, you know, the next generation in my own family, when you think of yourself, and this is a joke that I, I do with myself, when I think of myself as a future matriarch, like I I want to be like the cool, chill grandma that's showing up at the events, still wearing all black, still, you know, got my sunglasses on, but I can pull up and I can go do stuff with my family 
because I'm, I'm able to. I still have my mobility. I still have my balance. And my health is in a great place because of all of the work that I did right now. So that's another way. If you are a person that struggles with motivation or like the discipline of it, on the days where I really don't want to work out, I say to myself, Tia, you, you, 37-year-old you, probably can skip this workout, girl, and you're going to be fine. But 67-year-old you probably is like, girl, can you just take one for the team? Can't you just go? <laughs> Can't you just do 30 minutes of something today so that, you know, when I'm ready to go somewhere and do something, I will be able to do it because you, you know, didn't skip the gym so much in your 30s, girl. Think of yourself and where you want to be in the future and allow the idea of whoever that is push you in the days ahead to stay consistent, eat on plan, and keep your discipline where it should be so that you're getting, you're really getting in those workouts. And I know that's hard to do this time of year because girl, it is the holiday season. And I know food is everywhere. It's a food heavy season. I know cocktails and, and wine, it's everywhere because it's the holiday season and that's what many people partake in this time of year. So we're going to talk about that. How can we navigate a food heavy season like the one we experience in November and December and make it to the other side, the new year, without getting too far away from our goals or falling completely off plan? This is how I do it. Now, and I know this won't work for everybody, but I like to think of the holiday season from November 1st to the end of the year as my time to eat the things that I want to eat, but within moderation, which moderation, that's something we practice all year long. But I feel like during the holiday season, that's when you really got to be careful about it all right? You'll be invited to different parties, different dinners. You might be at potlucks or just in situations where it will be very easy to overindulge. The way that I think, or I've started thinking about the holiday season myself is that number one, I don't have to eat at every single event that I'm invited to, right? Just because they're passing a tray of hors d'oeuvres, it doesn't mean I have to eat a pig in a blanket, you know? I don't have to eat those mini quiches just because they're on a tray. If I'm genuinely not hungry before going to something, a cookie exchange, you know, it's okay for me to just go and enjoy the conversation and enjoy being with my friends and family and not necessarily eating at every single stop on my holiday tour, right? We don't have to do that. Another thing that really helps me over the holiday season is I focus as much as I can on my water intake. If I'm properly hydrated, chances are I won't be as tempted to eat when I'm at all of these different things. If my belly feels full, I'm not as likely to even reach for for things. However, with that being said, I think Tip number three, if we're on the third one, tip number three would also be to know before you go. So if you know your aunt makes really good sweet potato pie or you know your friend makes really good mac and cheese, just like I say all year long, plan 
for what you're going to eat and when you're going to eat it. So let's say it's a Saturday and you might have, um, you know, you're, you're doing secret Santa at your grandma's house, right? And you know, grandma's going to bang out those sweet potato pies. So you'll say to yourself, okay, well today when I go to my family's thing, I'm going to have a slice of pie because my grandma makes the best sweet potato pie this time of year. And I don't want to miss that. So you'll have a slice of pie at that family event, right? Later on that night, you might be invited to like what? Some type of friend's holiday dinner. And they might be serving like the full to-do. So what you'll say to yourself is, okay, when I go to so-and-so's house for dinner, I'll have my dinner. But when so-and-so serves dessert, I might pass on the dessert because I already had dessert earlier today at my grandma's house. You see what I'm saying? The idea is to enjoy yourself and, and have the things that you love without necessarily doing too much double dipping and overindulging, right? And I know double dip is like the thing where you do the chip and the sauce twice, but what I mean by double dip is having more than one of the same meal twice. Like if you go three places in a day, you don't have to eat mac and cheese and collard greens at all three places. That's what I mean by double dipping. Chances are the first time you had it, it was probably good and it was sufficient enough to allow you to make it through the rest of your stops that day. So we just really want to be mindful of how much we're consuming and making sure that we're not overdoing it because you'll overdo it during the holiday season. And then when January comes and everybody is ready to go after their new health and wellness and fitness goals, you'll possibly be in a place that is much further away from your goal than what you than what you thought. So keep that in mind. Try to just be a mindful eater. Try not to overdo it. Try not to eat at every stop you make. And if you are going to eat, try to pinpoint the things that you really love from that person or the menu that they're serving and have have what you want. But, you know, girl, we don't have to eat everybody's pecan pie. That's the point that I'm trying to make. We don't have to do it at all of the stops. Just some of them. Just pick and choose what you're going to eat and from who you're going to get it from. And you, you will still be just as happy. I promise you will still be just as in the Christmas spirit. I guarantee you. So that's kind of how we navigate the holiday season. And we also want to make sure that we're not missing out any on any of our workouts. So when you're working out over the holiday season, you think about staying active. You think about keeping that momentum going because you ultimately want to carry that with you into the new year. And next month, we're going to talk all about picking the right gym and gym culture and gym etiquette and all of that. So stay tuned for that kind of help next month. Um, But right now, with it being November, you really want to make sure that you are staying in the fight with those workouts and that you don't lose any steam because it is going to be the momentum you create today that takes you into 2022. And I'm telling myself this too, like Tia, you need to keep working out. You need to have a plan for when the kids are on school break and you maybe can't make it to the gym the way you want to. How are you going to still get those workouts in even when you have to kind of switch up what you're doing? Um, So make sure you're creating that workout plan. You're thinking ahead so that when travel comes, 
parties come and your social calendar gets full, that your workouts are not the first thing that you kind of ditch in an effort to make it to all these other things. So stay in the fight, girl. I'm here with you. I am here with you. I'm actually doing, like I said last month, a workout program with Dee from the Health Tour. Um, she invited me to join her on a strength training program, and it has been so good. Um, it's reminded me about what weightlifting can do. I think I kind of had forgotten about serious weightlifting when I was teaching classes, Um that was that was much of my workout. My my job was my workout. And doing this program with her has reminded me that lifting heavy and lifting often is really the secret to the sauce. So when I go to the gym with this workout program that we're doing, it's three days a week. It's three days of heavy, intense lifting, right? They build in recovery days that can be like true rest recovery days, or you could do active recoveries, kind of up to you and how your body feels. So on the three days a week, which is Monday, Wednesday, Friday, when I go to the gym, I'll do a three mile run to get warmed up. And then I hit the weights. And my whole mind has um, kind of gotten back to where it used to be. And it's funny how that happens, but now I'm back at a place where I'm looking to unlock different skills or I'm looking to achieve different goals in the gym as opposed to thinking about my workout solely for weight loss or solely for what I'm going to look like. Going after different skills or trying to lift more than you did the week before really is such a better way to look at your workouts. It helps me stay consistent. Last week, I wanted to know what my max on squats would be. Um, so since I had my husband with me at the gym that day, I was like, Hey, spot me so I can see what my max is in my squat. And I was able to squat 205. He thought that I could, he, my husband thought that I could do more, but I felt I was tired. Once we got to 205, I was like, no, I'm done. This is good for me today. But hopefully by the end of the month, I hope to be able to do 225 or 230, um, so if you have found yourself in a place where you're looking to kind of um, rekindle your workout spark, try to focus on skills, getting new personal records, maybe shaving a couple seconds off your run time or lifting heavier than you, you did last week. Let's get back to looking at what we're doing and going through the process of becoming stronger as opposed to looking at things just solely for shredding pounds and inches. I think that um, I think that's a good reminder for everybody. Another fun thing that's going on with workouts right now is that the new set of Beyonce classes is available on the Peloton app. They were released about a week or so ago. I, I did one of the rides. I did the 45-minute ride. It was great. So much fun. Of course, the music was good. Robin did the ride and she did a phenomenal job. Her costume was everything. Um, I always love the artist series on Peloton. I'm saving the rest of the Beyonce classes for my Thanksgiving break um, because I know my kids will be home from school and I want classes that excite me <laughs> to make me want to do that instead of going to the gym. When they're home, I try to do home workouts. Um, so that I'm not spending so much time away during their breaks. But 
Um, if you haven't gotten into the Beyonce Peloton series, the classes from the last series, they were all really good. And the new classes I've heard really great things about. Um, so try some of those if you have not already. So I think we are ready for thought bubbles and some of the random things that have been happening with me lately. Well, first, let's just talk about these fall activities. Um, we took the kids to the fair a couple weeks ago. My mom lives not too far from us, and the town that she lives in has a county fair every year, and my, the kids love going. It's like the perfect size fair for small children because it's not too big that it feels overwhelming to get lots of rides and games in, but at the same time, it's not, you know, it's not like a parking lot carnival that you would see off the side of the highway at somebody's Walmart, right? So it's the perfect size. We love it. We go every year. It's great. Um, the kids actually rode rides this year. I think the last time they went before COVID, everybody was still kind of small and kind of scared. But this year we we rode all of those scary rides. We got on the fastest Ferris wheel I think I've ever ridden in my life. Um, it was <laughs> not only was the Ferris wheel fast, but the seat that we were in, it also kind of rocked a little bit. And I thought my kids were going to be over. That was the very first thing we, we rode at the fair. And I was like, okay, well, surely after this, nobody's going to want to ride anything else because this felt scary and not safe. But no, they, they were with it for the rest of the day. It was so much fun. It was The weather was perfect. I absolutely love going to the fair. I think it's my favorite thing to do with them every fall. Um, the food was good. The smells were perfect. And I could not have asked for a better day. Um, so if if there is a fair, which is probably a little bit too late for fair season now by the time this episode comes out, but if there's a fair near you, girl, check your fair out. Check out your, especially if it's a county fair. State fairs can be a bit much. You may as well just go to Disney World. But if you can follow up on a county fair, go over there, get you a, a cotton candy apple, get you some cotton candy, a hot dog, a turkey leg, do like all of the typical fair things. I promise you it will bring you the utmost amount of joy. We also just had Halloween. And I shared some of our Halloween happenings on Instagram. I had like three costumes. I actually had four. One of them just didn't make the cut because I lost my steam. But we had friends over for Halloween weekend. The kids did... Um, their costumes. I had so many different treats and candies available for them. And it was a great weekend of just kind of hanging out um, with, with friends. Trick-or-treating in our neighborhood isn't what it was when I was a military wife. I think um, living on base, people made a huge deal out of trick-or-treating. And like every house passed out candy, people would have activities in the front yard for kids to do. And it was just a big deal. Um, where we live at now, you know, we got some um, we got some work to do as far, as far as making things like neighborhood wide and super fun for the kids. I would say I did get some trick or treaters, and I also read a lot online about people who don't like giving out candy to kids who don't have on costumes or if kids look too old and that. You know, people are going to be people. And I say that to myself in my mind often. When I hear things that just sound ridiculous, 
I'm like, oh, okay, well, people, that's what they're going to do. If they don't do nothing else, they're going to be ridiculous. Passing out candy to anyone who you could be a grown-up, and it, had you rang my doorbell and asked me for candy, I would have gave it to you. You know, first of all, because I don't want to keep all this candy at my house. I want to give it away. That's what I bought it for. I bought the candy with the intent to give it away. So it doesn't matter to me if you got on a costume, if you five or 51, you ring that doorbell and say trick or treat, I'm going to give you some candy. And most people should have that attitude because you bought the candy to give it away, not to keep it for yourself. So that that's funny to me. Another thing that I've been seeing on Twitter that has had me laughing are the um, tweets about what scary movies are actually called and what black people call them. I swear to you, I never knew the movie Chucky was really called Child's Play. When I read that on Twitter, I was like, man, I really thought that those movies were called Chucky. And I probably thought Jason was called Jason. And I probably, well, no, I think Freddy Krueger always knew his movies might have been called something else. But those have been making me laugh so hard. I never knew Chucky was uh, not the name of that movie. I would have never known to call it Child's Play. Um, Other movies that are on TV right now, if you are like me and you love the Hallmark Countdown to Christmas movies, are time our time started on October 22nd. They started the week before Halloween, which I do agree is a little extra. They could at least start, you know, Halloween weekend maybe. But they're here all the same. So 24-7, anytime you want that Christmas joy, you can turn on Hallmark or Lifetime whenever Lifetime starts theirs. And it's Christmas movies all day, all night. Some of the movies that I'm looking forward to um, are Kelly Rowland's, Merry Little Christmas Baby. All of her Christmas movies have been so cute. If you haven't seen them, hopefully they're on demand so you can get caught up before the new one comes out. I think it comes out Thanksgiving weekend. But it's Merry Little Christmas Baby. She normally has a song that she releases too and it's just perfect. It's everything you would want from a Christmas movie. Some of the Hallmark movies, because Kelly is on Lifetime, some of the Hallmark movies um, that should be good. There's one with Michelle Williams, also from Destiny's Child, and Loretta Devine. Jordan Sparks has a movie, and both of the sister sisters have Hall or not Hallmark, but holiday movies. One of them is on Hallmark, and one of them is on Lifetime. I think Tia is on Lifetime, and Tamara is on Hallmark, if I'm not mistaken. So. Check out the Christmas movies. They make you want to decorate your house for Christmas. They make you want to shop and be in the Christmas spirit. And let me just also say, I've seen all of the chatter online about people decorating their houses early for Christmas. And so can we talk about that? Let's have a chat about that. So back before I was ever a mother, right? And I didn't have no responsibility and all I had to do was go to work. I too was a wait until Thanksgiving kind of girl. I too did not understand why people started putting up Christmas decorations so early because I just couldn't wrap my head around why anyone would even want to look at that stuff that early in the holiday season. Now that I, again, now that I am about going to be, not about to be, but I'm going to be somebody's grandma at some point. Now that I'm a little bit older and I have children, girl, I get it. 
I get why you would not want to wait until the last minute to start pulling that stuff from the basement, you know, <laughs> dragging it to where it's supposed to be, only to have to take it down in a few weeks. You don't even get time to enjoy it when you wait until after Thanksgiving. And also, I would like to point out, when I hear people complaining about putting their Christmas decorations up so early or why people want to do it, I automatically assume those people are also not making Thanksgiving dinner. Because can we talk about that? The week of Thanksgiving dinner, you are at the grocery store, you are chopping, you are prepping, you're doing so, you are baking, then you still got to cook, that marathon cook night, that Wednesday night, Thursday morning, you know, cook time. The last thing I want to do on Thanksgiving Day after I have done all of that cooking basically all week long is think about pulling out Christmas trees, hanging lights, and doing all of that manual labor. After I have just come off of a full week of busy craziness, I don't even think I have it. I would have it in me at this point in my life to then turn around and have to do that. So I think what people are really trying to do, for those of you who are like, girl, it's too soon to be doing all the things Christmas. I think you have to remember that for some people, doing it is a lot of work. And if, you know, we can space out the decorating and have a few days in there where we can actually rest and enjoy them, I think that's all people are trying to do. People are saying to themselves, let me go ahead and decorate my house for Christmas because I know Thanksgiving, even though we, we all love Thanksgiving, it's everybody's favorite holiday, it's my favorite holiday, um, even though we know Thanksgiving is coming and no one is skipping, we're not skipping Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving is going to come whether your Christmas tree is up or not. So we're not skipping Thanksgiving or, or looking over it or looking past it. What we're saying is when Thanksgiving comes, we want to do all of the Thanksgiving things. And when Thanksgiving is over, I want to be able to sit down on this couch and watch my 24-7 Hallmark Christmas movies. And I can't do that if I got to start actually decorating for Christmas after Thanksgiving. You never get time to rest. And let me say that in 2022, my mission in life is to create pockets of time of rest. See, when you decorate for Christmas early or when you do anything early and you give yourself, you know, an adequate amount of time to do anything, when you do it, you're less stressed, you're less pressed. You're able to do things with a sense of calm. You don't feel like you're rushing through anything. And I think that is just as important as having actual downtime where you're not doing anything. Being able to do things at a slow, reasonable pace, I think is very important. That and also doing them early enough so that you can actually enjoy them. Because I told my best friend this last night, I like putting my Christmas things up early because literally on December 26th, I'm pulling that stuff down. Before the new year, it, it's a wrap. It's over. So we're putting that stuff back in the basement before the new year starts. And in order for me to get, you know, like all of my time, you know, from having done all of the work decorating, I kind of need to do it early. I also start listening to Christmas music, I think, a little earlier than most. But that's only because I have to hype myself up to be Mrs. Claus and to be an elf and to do the decorating. It's just like when I'm going to the gym. When I'm going to the gym, I'm listening to Drake. I'm listening to Future. I'm listening to <laughs> whatever I need to get me pumped up and motivated to go over here and do this workout. 
Christmas music does the same thing for me. When I'm listening to Christmas music, it hypes me up. It puts me in the Christmas spirit and it makes dragging those trees from the basement and those containers full of Santas from the basement, you know, more enjoyable. I feel happier when I'm doing it if I'm listening to Christmas music. If I have been put in the Christmas spirit, if I'm in the mood for Christmas, doing all of the Christmas work doesn't seem so bad. So, you know, give people who adopt Christmas a little bit early some slack because we just trying to not have to do 8 million things in the span of two weeks. Nobody wants to do Thanksgiving dinner one week and then the next week turn around and spend their whole week going through bins, buckets, finding out their tree ain't got no lights. Now you got to go to Walmart or Target to get lights. You see your your tree skirt didn't make it from one, <laughs> one Christmas to the next. That's an additional trip to the store. Like it's things. Things happen when you're, you're decorating for Christmas and you want to give yourself the time to just deal with it all without being stressed or pressed. I think this year is also a great, or this time of year is also a great time to uh, just remind ourselves that sometimes customer service is not good. And if we just go into, you know, our, our heavy shopping season, not expecting much in the way of customer service, I think we'll go, we're all going to survive and be okay. I'm always very thankful when I get good customer service. Um, but you know, a lot goes into what kind of service you get. I don't think we really need to go into all of that. But, you know, sometimes you get good customer service and sometimes you don't. If we could all be in agreement that when we receive bad customer service, we're not going to let that kill our joy and we're still going to shop and have a good time so that we're not holding up lines for people. You know, everything is not a teachable moment. Sometimes people are just in a bad mood and they still had to go to work, right? I know when I have an attitude and I'm not in a good mood, it is probably, you know, greatly appreciated by the world in general, that I don't have a job where I am dealing with the general population. Because, you know, when you have a bad mood, that does affect your entire workday. So I think if we could go into this shopping season with a little bit more empathy for people who have had to work through the pandemic, they probably don't want to be at work. And low-key customers, sometimes we're rude or we're pressed. You know, we need to be somewhere by a certain time and we needed a gift or we're running low on time and you, you know, want to go get your curbside order and they're taking forever to to bring it out. Let's just go into this shopping season with all of our patience, with all of our understanding, with compassion and empathy for, for everybody, people who are shopping and can't get or can't find what they want and people who have to deal with the people who cannot get or find what they want. Or people who complain about long lines. You know the lines are going to be long. Shop online, right? Let's all just be in agreement that we're going to we're going to do right to others and we're going to spread that Christmas joy when we're out in all of the retail spaces. And, you know, let's just let's just be on one accord that we're going to get through it without making it a mess which I do most of my shopping online, but sometimes when I'm out in stores and I see some of y'all acting the way y'all want to act with these people, or I see bad customer service, I'm like, oh Jesus, I'm going to be in this line for an additional 15 minutes because now they're about to fight and we don't want those problems. So let's just, you know, 
put out what we want to receive back and hopefully we'll all make it to 2022 in one piece. I think that is everything for this episode. Hopefully you were able to take something away from our conversation on building generational health. I would love it if you tried some oatmeal for breakfast this month. If you do, feel free to tag me on Instagram at TFV Fitness. If you need help staying accountable on your fitness journey, feel free to DM me about ways that I may be able to help you. Or you can always email me at tfvfitness at gmail.com. And lastly, please share this podcast with the other women in your life. Send them the goodness that we discuss right here every month. More episodes will be coming in 2022. We'll start doubling up next year. So I'm excited for that. And remember, when you're out and about, definitely when you're doing your holiday shopping, girl, and people seem a little stressed, look to the woman to your left or to your right and compliment her. Tell her her Christmas sweater is cute, even if it's ugly. Tell her her hair looks good. Compliment that girl on her nails. Tell her her skin is popping. Because when you compliment and you uplift the woman next to you, you uplift the sisterhood as a whole. And confident women, we are really the game changers and the world changers for that matter. So happy holidays, y'all. Merry Christmas. If I'm the first person to tell you, I mean it. If you need a Christmas playlist, feel free to also DM me about that. And I will share my Apple Black Christmas playlist with you. It's got all the hits and nothing but the hits on it. Until next time, thank you for joining me at Tia's Table.